Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. I know I'm preaching to family, so everything's going to be okay. <laughs> it is a privilege to have the opportunity to preach God's word. It is also a privilege to be part of this church. As uh, my brother was saying before, it's just a privilege to be here and to have the opportunity to be part of so many blessings and so many things that are happening in our church. And, you know, after seeing these people getting baptized after a few days, that they were saved. It's just, uh, it's, I, I'm always just happy about, you know, when I see people getting baptized and just taking that step of obedience. It's just for me, it's, it's joy every time I see somebody doing that. So um, I'm very happy to be part of the, of the church here. In my life, I have always been shy, believe it or not. It has not been very easy for me to talk in front of people or even perform things like singing or do public presentations, however those things I do now. The Lord is good, right? He knows us better than, than we know ourselves, that's for sure. His plan for our life is better than, uh, than our own plan, that's for sure as well. One of the things that, that, that impressed me more about the Lord Jesus Christ is how humble He was when He was walking this earth. We can see through the scriptures in many passages that He was a humble person, but He actually decided to be humble. He decided to humble himself to the Father. But talking about being humble, I consider myself humble or a humble person. But you know what? Every time I ask my wife, she says that I am not. <laughs> so I think, I think my wife tells me the truth. So, so I need to work more in this area. I need to pray more for this. And so God can help me more to be humble because being humble being humble is a high virtue in God's eyes. Philippians 2.5 says, Let this mind be in you, which, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. This is not a simple thing to do or decide to do. Um, our pride, honestly, is too much. The world, the society we're in, our friends, our country, our roots, we can find pride in everything. But God, having everything or being everything, being the creator, our sustainer, our all, he did it first to show us a better way to live, to live his way, on his way. God's way is better than our way. He decided to humble himself, so we should make that decision on a daily basis. One of my favorite characters in the Bible is Daniel. So let's go to Daniel's book tonight, for the, ser the sermon tonight. God put on my heart this verse, for tonight's sermon. So you can look for Daniel chapter 10 verse 12. And, and tonight's title is. The power of humility. The power of humility. If you may stand so we can read the word God. And uh, we can give the honor to, to the Lord. And then we pray. The Bible says in the Daniel uh, 10 verse 12 says. Then said he unto me. Fear not Daniel. For from the first day that thou 
didst set thine heart, thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard. And I am come for thy words. Let's pray. Dear God, Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity again to preach your word. Thank you for this time. I pray that you come with, with us here tonight and you talk to us as you have done it with me. I pray that you also guide me to preach your word the way, the way you want me to do it and to say the words that are correct. I pray and I put everything in God's hand, hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can sit down. Um, you know, obviously when, when speaking in English, is my second language, but uh, I uh, ask you to apologize. I know I apologize if I say something that is not correct because even in speaking in Spanish, I was, I was uh, preaching in, in the Spanish service the other day, and when I was saying something in Spanish, all the Mexican people started laughing. And I was, but what happened? I mean, I was speaking in Spanish, right? And then, and then they told me that I was, the word that I was saying in Spanish was like a really bad word for Mexicans. So, <laughs> and I was like, what? I, you know, I was saying, I'm Colombian, I'm originally from Colombia, South America. But I was impressed that even speaking in the same language as Spanish, I said something that was not appropriate in, 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 for the Mexican people. So, <laughs> imagine now in English. I hope uh, everything I say is, is, is correct. If not, then forgive me, all right? It's not my, it, um, those are not my intentions. So, let's read it again. Let's read the verse again, this verse that God gave me, so we can pay um, a little more attention to it. Let's read it again and pay close attention to the passage. It says, uh, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. I want to, we're going to focus first on this first part that says, for, I mean, from, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand. We're going to focus there in the first, this first part. Psalm 25, 9 says, the meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his ways. From our main pa- pa- passage, I have three points that I want to share with you tonight. So the first one is this. Set your heart to God, to godly things. In this first part, God is showing us that we need to decide to understand God's words and come to Him first with a humble attitude. By the way, after we got saved, we still have free will. We are still ought to make the decision to search for the Lord daily. We need to set our heart to the Lord. We need to decide at all times to follow God's guidance or if you would rather do, rather do what the flesh tells you to do. But God, as we know, is always right. His ways are, are better than our ways. I have always that in my mind because when I'm praying or when I'm reading the Bible, God is guiding me to do something or to go somewhere to make this decision, but still my flesh or my wishes or my desires are telling me to do something else. However, in my mind, I always know that God's way is always better. God's ways are always have the, the, the positive end or result. That's always kind of in my mind telling me, that that's uh, the, the, the end result if I do what God is telling me to do. We need to decide 
It's a decision. It's no magic. You know, you, when we get saved, we think that it's going to be like a magic thing. It's not magic or anything like that. We have to, we decided to put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we have to decide and we have to move. We have to act. We have to do what we have to do. We need to decide at all times to follow God's guidance all the time. For instance, just for instance, when, when, when we don't read the Bible, in a, you know, in a day or so, we know in our mind that we need to be more in God's Word. But many times we make the wrong decision. And we just continue with our day without listening to God and without getting the blessings that He has for us in that specific day. But you know what? I don't know if you have the same struggles as me, but when I'm going to read the Bible, sometimes I uh, start thinking about what I have to do in the day, and I just want to move, want to move, want to move. But the reality is that I know that if I read the Bible, probably I'm going to have to make a decision that day, and because I didn't read the Bible, then I, maybe I don't have that that God wanted to give me in the morning. So always take the decision. We have to follow God's guidance all the time. Psalm 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Also Isaiah 65.24 says, and it, shall, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while there are yet speaking, I will hear. You see what God is telling us here? Psalm 37.4 also says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of your heart. Beautiful passages where God is telling us just to follow Him, to do what He's telling us to do, basically, on a daily basis. What a great thing is to come to the presence of God in prayer and delight yourself in the Lord every day. God wants us close to Him, and we need to be close to Him. You think the same? I think I need to be closer to God. I really need to think that. Bible reading, for example. What godly things, what godly things come to your mind right now that maybe God wants you to do more? Think about it a little bit. What do you think? Here are some biblical options. The first one is, as I mentioned before, Bible reading. Pray. What about pray? Pray, including the following, adoration, Confession, thanksgiving, supplication, intersection. What about loving others? What about loving others? For example, family, friends, neighbor, and enemies. What about enemies? What about loving the enemies? What about practicing, practicing random kindness? What about be, being more patient and long-suffering? What about serving others? What is God telling you tonight to, that you need to do more or do it? What about maintaining a good testimony? You know, maintaining a good testimony, it uh, impresses me all the time when I talk to people, when I have the opportunity to preach the gospel. Actually, yesterday I was uh, doing a job. Some of the guys that worked for me, they were finishing, uh, you know, a fencing job. And I, was, I had the opportunity to share the gospel with them. So I gave them a track. I invited them to church. And one of the guys came and he said, you know what? I, I believe in God. I believe in God. I, I believe that there is a, a, you know, something there. And I know there is God. But you know what? Every time that somebody comes and shares uh, something about God or invites me to church, then they, they, they tell me, hey, you should go to church. And they present the Lord. But then they go with me 
to drink beers, to get drunk. And then they go with me and do all kinds of things. You know, you see? And that's true. I mean, they go there, they share the gospel, but they, then they go with these guys drinking, you know, doing all kinds of things. So what about that testimony? What about that testimony that we have to all work a little bit more maybe? The testimony, you know, if we're sharing God, people know that we're Christians. I tell my wife and my kids, listen, people know we go every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Saturday, we go to church. And then how we are behaving, what are we doing? It's not, it's not because we're going to just act, because we need to act, but because we know that God saved us. And His love is so abundant that, I mean, it's, what else can we do to, 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 play, to please the Lord and to show other people the love of God? What can we do just to be a good testimony so more people can come to Him and not just complain that, hey, these guys go to church, but then look how they behave. What about forgive others? There's many people right now with a lot of situations and uh, uh, maybe illnesses and things like that because they, they, they don't forgive people or, you know, they don't forgive, forgive uh, somebody that hurt them or something. What about share, sharing your faith the gospel with others, like my brother did with his family and friends. You know what? I was watching the news a few days ago. I don't know if you have seen this, but I was, I was, I normally don't watch news. Most, most news are just, you know, everything is negative and negative. I don't really don't watch news, but sometimes I come across some news here and there. So I saw so many people waiting in the, in the, in line and sleeping on the floor in New York City. Have you seen, have you watched that? Sleeping in the city, waiting for asylum in here in this country. So I thought, wow, so many people come to this country in different ways. You know what? They risk their life. They risk everything for a better future. I am a foreigner in this country, and I think God brought us here, my family and I. My family and I, we got all our papers to come here and be able to work in this country legally and do everything in a legal way. That was, God wanted to give us that, and so we did it, we decided to come. But most people, most people here don't have the same opportunity. However, they come here because they have to. They don't see other ways. They don't see other opportunities for their families, and, and, and they don't see what else to do. So they decide to risk everything and come here, whatever it is, risking their own lives. Look for better opportunities. So God, watching those news, God put in my heart to just pray for them. Just, just pray for all those people. You know, every country has issues with immigrants. When I was in Costa Rica, because I lived in Costa Rica for 20 years, even though it's a very small country, not even the size of Connecticut, that country receive, receives a lot of immigrants from many countries. Because Costa Rica is a, a small but a stable and peaceful country. And, and when I look at other countries like my homeland, Colom- Colombia, many people go to Colombia, for example, from Venezuela, from Ecuador, from other, con- from, from other countries go there. But, you know, when I look at two European countries, they do the, they, the same thing is happening. When I look to Spain, many people go to Spain from Africa. They risk their life to go to Spain. They swim, they do so many things to go there. Many people have died. You know, actually, I was speaking with a friend of mine. I don't, I don't know if you have heard this, but actually, it's somebody from a Spanish church. And he was telling me that he came here like 20, 20 years ago. And you know what he said? He said that he crossed the desert to, to come here. And when he was coming here, he said that he saw many dead people on the way. And I said, really? And he said he saw somebody, uh, somebody sitting uh, like 
on a tree already dead. And the animals were eating this person there. I said, really? I was impressed. It's like one of those horror movies. You know, like sitting somebody sitting there and he was just dead there. Nobody went to, you know, get him or anything. Just the animals hitting him there and he was just crossing that area. That's, you know, and God put in my heart, just pray for these people, you know. You know, um, I think, I think that God made the world for everybody. At least that's what I think. So God put in my heart to just pray for these people in New York City or whatever they, you know, whatever they are. When we don't see anything else to do, there is always something to do. And that is praying. If you don't see anything else to do or do for somebody else, anybody, just pray for the people in need. And by the way, include your enemies. We should include our enemies in our prayers all the time. The more we force ourselves to do what is right and godly things, the easier they get. The closer we get to God, the easier they become. Because if we are closer to God, then we would act in God's power. Not in our own power, but in God's power. And in God's power, things become easier. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things. You know the verse, right? I can do all things through Christ, which is strengthening me. Matthew, Matthew 5.8 5, says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Proverbs 2, verse 4 says, If thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. You and I need to set our hearts more to godly things. I invite you to put God things into actions that really matter. Not only for this life, but also for the eternity. Many times we come to church every Sunday and we know the Word of God. We know what pastor is teaching us. Um, we know and we receive great teachings um, here in church. But are you putting those things in action? There is got to be, we have to do it. As I said before, it's not just magic. It's, we have to set our hearts to the Lord and then do what we got to do. Number two, humble yourself to the Lord. Look at our main passage again. Let's look at our main passage again. The second part. It says, And to chasten thyself before thy God. For so many people in this world, it's very difficult to humble themselves to God. Or even to somebody important in their lives. At least, I was like that. God knows our pride. God knows how men act. He knows that by ourselves is not possible. He wants us to humble ourselves before Him so He can bless us. So He can guide us as well. Also the Bible says in James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He shall lift you up. This other verse that I love. Second Chronicles 7, verse, uh, chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal 
their land. When God sees a true, humble heart before Him, He listens, He answers prayers, He comes closer to us, He also empowers us and helps us during our struggles, our difficulties, and He shows us a better way. He shows us a better life. When, I am, when I'm sharing the gospel, one of the things that I, that I see more often is people just in their pride, and they don't want to come to the Lord because they don't want to humble themselves to God. They, they don't want to come to God and say, forgive me, I have done this, this, and that. And I think that's one of the most difficult things when, when we're preaching, uh, when we're sharing our gospel for somebody to come to Him. And God sometimes, He has to use very difficult things in people so they ended up accepting that it's God's will. It is not their will. A humble heart is precious to God. As I mentioned, as I mentioned at the beginning, I think I'm a humble person. But in reality is that I am not. Or is not enough. Sometimes seems to be very difficult. Almost impossible. But when I go and I surrender to God, great things happen. When I, a humble heart again. A humble heart is, in, is precious to God. Not only to God, but to people around you. Pastor was teaching in, in the Spanish uh, ministry. He is teaching about the family. And he was teaching this morning about, or last uh, week and this week, he was teaching about an- angry people. You know, and uh, people that just get upset all the time. And one of the things that he was saying is the, the pride. One of the things that people get upset all the time is because of the pride that we have. All of us. So a humble heart is precious to God. I have experienced in my life victory over bad habits and bad behavior. When I'm dealing with something that I know is not pleasing the Lord, anything, things such as wrong attitude, maybe a thought, anything, when I give up, when I really give up those things and put them in God's hands, then and only then, I have seen victory. I need to humble we need, and I need, to humble ourselves to the Lord while we live. A very common thing at church. Again, Bible reading, it is difficult uh, to read the Bible for most people. It was, and it is somehow difficult for me right now, as I said before. I do it now more and more. But to, to put the Bible in practice, it's even more difficult. To put the, the Bible in practice, what we know in our head, to put it in practice is more difficult. It takes a true, humble heart. It takes a heart that is aligned to God. We know so many things. As I said before, we saw so much doctrine, but we don't put it into practice. I see that all the time in the churches. We just talk about love, and then somebody comes, and we don't show that love. We talk about being humble. As I said before, I thought I was humble. And then I, I, I told you about my wife. And then, you know, praise the Lord for wives that tell us the bad things. You know, because <laughs> they just tell us, the, tell us the bad things. And the reality is that God put that woman right next to us just to, to, to sharpen us. You know, to sharpen us. That's, that's the way I see it. You know, and they make us better. They make us better. That's the truth. But a humble heart is precious. Is precious to God. We have to put those things and those struggles really in God's hands and He's going to help us. So many people are tired of seeing people going to church 
and then they don't show what they are supposed to show. We have to practice the Bible, put it into practice more. So when I have the opportunity to share the gospel with someone, one of the common things and complaints is the same thing. It's the same thing that I get from people all over and over. They, they complain that their neighbor is a Christian, but they don't behave as a Christian. That, those are the claims that I always get. Christians, and uh, they go to church, they don't show what they have to show. We have to really put the Bible into practice. I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm just talking about setting your heart to the Lord. Humble yourself to God and put in practice what you know, what you heard, what you read every day in, in, in the Bible. Put in practice your faith. Let's all put into practice in real life what the Lord Jesus has taught us. I had the opportunity to go to the summit a couple of weeks ago. Uh, great preaching there, honestly. It's always great, and it's always a great opportunity to go there. We had a great time. From the preaching, one of the things that touched me more was the necessity to serve more, to be more humble. You know what? Little children need to learn how to serve, but we adults, we need to guide them and show them how. We need to serve more people. As much people as possible because we do it for the Lord because He's worthy. We do it for the Lord. We have to show our kids. You know, King David made many mistakes. But from the scriptures, I can see that his heart was set towards God. Many things that happened in his life, even suffering, even having so many difficulties and sin, he humbled, but he humbled his, him, his heart he humbled himself to God. First Samuel 13 says, But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord had sought him a man after his own heart, and the Lord had commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Talking to Saul. Psalm 51:17 says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O oh God, thou will not despise. We need to set our hearts towards God. And we need to humble ourselves to God every day. Number three, God will listen and he will answer. This is incredible. If you and I set our hearts, our heart towards God, He promised He will listen and will answer as we can see in our passage. Again, Daniel 10 verse 12. Then He said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God, Look at the end of the passage. Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. There we have it. There we have it. He listens, he answers. Isn't it beautiful that we can talk to our Father in heaven in prayer? And he's ready to listen? Can you believe that? God is not looking for perfection in us. God is looking for a heart 
that wants to please Him. Our heart that even during difficult times, struggles, and many things that we may face in life, even then, we ought to have a heart that is aligned towards Him. Because He is trustworthy, because He is able, and because He is powerful God, and He will never leave us alone. Psalm 27.10 says, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Psalm 121, one of my favorite, maybe yours too. One of my favorite passages or uh, chapters. Psalm 121 says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy food to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall never slumber, not sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. God has answered all my prayers. Sometimes very fast. Sometimes very slow. (laughs) For some, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for some others. But he also, maybe he already said not, but I'm still trying to understand that part. Getting that answer. One thing I know, everything God does is good. And for our own good. Even we have to wait and wait is for our own good. Let's wait on the Lord. God has answered some of my prayers in a mighty way. Just like the passage. You know, can you imagine an angel came to talk to Daniel? God has answered some of my prayers in a mighty way. He sent an archangel to Daniel. He answered him in a mighty way. I have seen many things happen to God's people and through God's people. Today, we may not see an angel, but we have the Word of God. We have the Word of God. We have also direct communication to God through prayer. Do not, do not stop praying. God answers. We need to keep praying and praying. Pray without ceasing. The Bible says, pray all the time. And I have seen, I know that many of you have seen the answers of God in mighty ways. Raise your hand if you have seen the answers of God in mighty ways. Praise the Lord for that. You see, almost everybody, you see, everything we're seeing tonight is truth. Keep praying. This is a church that prays. It's just a blessing to be here on Saturdays when the ladies are here praying for so many things. And in our, ha- in, our ha- in our homes, in our houses, we should be doing the same. You know, pray and pray. John 9.31 says, Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if, but if any man be a worshiper of God, and doeth his will, him he heareth. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication, in the spirit. John 15, 7 says, If ye abide in me, 
and my words abide in you, ye shall, ye shall ask what ye will, and it will shall be done unto you. Three things that I share with you tonight. The first one, set your heart to God. Humble yourself to God and to godly things. That is including coming to church. And then we saw the result. And God will listen, but not only that. He will answer, and He will answer in mighty ways. It was a short message, but it was God put in my heart. I hope it was a blessing for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your word. And thank you because you loved us first. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because you always answer our prayers. And just thank you for life. Thank you for this beautiful day that you have given us today. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here at church. It's a blessing to be here. Thank you, Father, for everybody that came to church. And thank you for also all those people that are watching online. Heavenly Father, I pray that if there is somebody that doesn't know you, I pray that that person can put his faith only in you, Jesus Christ, my Lord. I pray and put everything else in your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor.